Good morning to each one of you. We are going to start our service. I will invite you to please stand up and let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for your love and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, that we are alive, that we can get together and sing to you, Lord, and worship you, Lord, and give thanks for everything you are giving us. In the name of Jesus, Lord, receive our songs of adoration. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.
beginning and the end, beginning and the end, the cut in three in one, Father, Spirit, and Son, the Lion and the
What a beautiful, beautiful words. With Christ, my Savior, and my God. And there's where we are safe. You may be seated. Thank you, sweetheart. That is a beautiful song. I don't remember hearing that song before, but I really like it. Someone really, in the back has heard it. Somebody, somebody was asking for it. That was great. Beautiful, beautiful song. July is the month of independence, right? We know that. We celebrated 4th of July, and some of you, I am sure, enjoy the fireworks, and some of you probably were a little bit tired of hearing the explosions here and there after midnight, 1, 2 a.m. in my neighborhood, and I'm like, okay, buddy, we are satisfied with the celebration, <laughs> but we need to go to sleep. <laughs> but it's a good celebration, celebrating our independence, celebrating our freedom, and this is the topic of today's message, freedom. And I read this passage of the scripture in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Lord Jesus speaking in the Gospel of John chapter 8, verse 36. If the Son makes you free, you are really free. A lot of people understand that through the Declaration of Independence and through our Constitution, we have freedom. And indeed, we are free. In that regard, we are free. Other people feel that when they make a good living and they start to put money in their savings account and they have enough assets, they are going to experience freedom because now they can do whatever they want. And that is some sort of freedom as well, right? On the other hand, some, some young people you know they want to leave the house. They want to be on their own because they want to be free, <laughs> right? And they start their experience in their marriages. And some of them, they are so frustrated in those marriages and they want to get out of there. And once they are divorced, they say, finally, I am free. <laughs> so you see, there are different levels of freedom, different aspects where people can feel free, but the true freedom, the true liberty comes from our Lord Jesus Christ because it's the spiritual freedom. But that spiritual freedom comes from inside out. As you can see here, there are some chains and this looks pretty much like a West Texas territory, isn't it? <laughs> By the way, I have some beautiful pictures of our property, thanks to the effort of several of you guys, and I want to give recognition to you, my brother Dan, and your grandson Tyler for taking care of the grounds. Very, very, very good job. And also, the big effort that put the other, our other friends working outside, like our brother Al, thank you so much, brother, for that. Charlie also working hard, cleaning and pulling weeds and whatnot, as well as Tony and Penny. You all did a great job. Even Bo came to work yesterday, and I want to give recognition to you all. Thank you so much. That was great. And there are tons of pictures that we, we took, and uh, 
You know that right now that we are going live and our viewers and listeners, I want you to know that our property really is, is really pretty. It's really pretty. And the Lord has blessed us with almost six acres here in the north part of Odessa. And, and this is pretty much what you can see anywhere in Odessa, right? Dirt. <laughs> but uh, this is oil land for our viewers in other states and other parts of the country and in other countries. I want you to know that we here in Odessa are very prosperous, are very, very blessed because the oil is a great commodity. And through that, we experience a great economic development. I heard that it was just a few weeks ago, in one week, we had 7,000 new people moving into Odessa, reported by DPS. <laughs> that means a lot of people are just coming, 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 because there are sources of jobs here. And I just feel that it's a great opportunity for us believers because so many of those thousands of people and thousands of families coming, they will need a church home. And here we are in Victory Church, Amen. a church that is filled with love, honesty, sincerity. We believe in our Lord Jesus Christ. We believe in the Bible, the Trinity. We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe in heaven. We believe in salvation. We believe in family. And we are so blessed because we have everything we need here. We are kind of old school, if you like, in terms of our principles, but very modern. We love technology. We have apps, Roku channel. We are in all social media places. And, and everybody here is up to date in the use of technology. So this land, Odessa, and this picture, it just reminds me where we are, right? But I am going to ask to the people that work with the edition of our videos, that they will include some of those pictures that we took from the grounds and put it in the edited version of this video. As I am speaking right now, I'm going to have all these pictures coming in the screen so you will see how pretty the, the property looks. And thank you so much, friends, for, for doing this phenomenal job. Going back to the point, the Lord Jesus says, if I make you free, you, were, you will be Free indeed. In order to understand freedom, we need to see and explore a little bit what is the meaning of not being free. In other words, if you were a prisoner, correct? So I would like, to, to, I would like you to go to your bulletin. And for our viewers and listeners, there is an opportunity to download this bulletin later and on those posts. And uh, I have several questions here for you, and they are on the screen. But if you are here, take your bulletin and grab a pen. And check mark in any of these fields if that applies to you. So here's the first question. Are you ready? All right. You are not free if you cannot go anywhere ever. That's a prisoner, right? All right. That's not your case, correct? So you don't check there. Next, you are not free if you cannot do what you want because there is a schedule that you must follow 24-7. That's not you, right? No? no. You are free. That's right. You cannot eat what you like because they tell you what to eat. 
right? Prisoners, they cannot choose what they want to eat. They are told, this is what you're going to eat. That's the menu, right? You are not free if everything you receive is reviewed strictly. There are families where these things are a reality, friends. You are thinking, no, that happens only in prisons. No. There are families where these things happen. Some people, they are not allowed to go ever. They, don't, they cannot eat what they want. Anything they receive, somebody is reviewing it strictly. <laughs> they say also that you are not free if you cannot buy what you want because they tell you what you are allowed to buy. Imagine that. Having you the means and you cannot buy what you want because somebody is controlling that. You are not free if you have to wear particular clothes that differentiate you from free people. <laughs> right? Are you free to buy your clothes the way that you like it? Your shorts, like Chad loves to wear shorts in the summer, right? Or your t-shirts, whatever, right? Well, we are free to do that. But you are not free if your visitors are restricted to certain days and hours. And that happens in some places. No, you are not allowed. No, you, you cannot receive people in the house. Certain days, certain hours. You know, very, very restricted. You are not free if there are many regulations about what you can do, and you must ask permission for everything. So basically, you are not free when you are being told what to do all the time. I know that's not your case here, my friends. But unfortunately, some people that are listening and viewing and watching, they are not free. And they are experiencing these kind of situations, and, and we need to talk about it. You know, if someone is not free, it's because there was an incident. I want you to follow this, this path, please. If somebody is not free, it's because if something happened and at some point, that person was condemned, received a sentence. A, it was condemned. And when the person is in prison, or when someone is not free, and I want you to think now of those who are not free because of addictions to drugs, addictions to alcohol, addictions to bad habits, uh, addictions to sex, addictions to shopping, <laughs> right? Addiction, some people are in addiction to toxic relationships, right? When they are there in that spot and, and they feel condemned, is when this applies. And it says, if you are not free, you need to make a decision. Are you going to change and do things correctly or are you going to go in the wrong direction? Because that is the dilemma prisoners have. Once they are there in that prison, they have the opportunity because they, they are being isolated to be in a prison, in a small room, by themselves, so they can start thinking about it. 
Do you see the analogy here? How exactly that happens with people that are slaves to certain things. They eventually end in corners where they are by themselves, isolated, and only then is when they start to think and reflect on their lives. But when they are there is when they need to make a decision. Because there are two options there. One option is, I'm going to get it right. Or the other option, which is very common. And I hope, my friend, if you are listening, if you are in a prison today, and if you feel that there is no hope, I hope that you will take this direction and start to think, there has to be a solution for my life, rather than thinking, well, I don't care. You know, I'm a drug addict, who cares? I have this addiction to that particular thing, I don't care. I am not going to hide anymore. I'm going to get out of the closet. You know what I mean? I'm going to let everybody know that I am who I am and who cares? And when, when someone goes in that direction, you know what happens is that this person will go into deeper, darker spots going to hell. And that is not what the Lord wants us to live. The Lord wants to save us. Whoever is thinking that all those problems that you have is just too much and you just don't care anymore and you are even thinking of killing yourself, I want you to stop that idea and think there must be a reason why I am listening to this message. Because always there is hope in the name of Jesus. Always there is hope. It doesn't matter how critical the situation seems to be to you. It doesn't matter how horrible the panorama appears to be to parents or spouses. And they think there is no hope. There is always hope in the name of Jesus. And it has to do with one, one particular thing. It's the power of God, the Lord God Almighty, that the Lord Jesus spoke and we read in different passages of the scripture. This particular passage was when the Lord Jesus was born. And in, in the midst of his babyhood, if you allow me the expression, this passage in Luke chapter 1, verse 68, it says, Praise to the Lord God of Israel, the Lord Jesus has come to help his people and has given them freedom. It is part of the prophecy that the Lord Jesus will come to set people free. That's why if you feel condemned, I want you to see that there is hope and you can be free, my friend. You can be free in the name of Jesus. Regardless of the addiction or the kind of chain that you have, those chains can be broken in the name of Jesus. Now, when repentance is needed, it is expected. Let me give you this example. Let's suppose we have kids in the house, right? Let's suppose that we have a special china that our great-grandmother gave us. Do you have pieces like that in your home? 
I know you do. And you treasure those things, right? Sometimes it's just a cup. Sometimes it's a spoon. Sometimes it's a picture. But you treasure certain things. And there are kids in the house, and everybody knows how precious is that, how treasured, how precious is that treasure to you. And you keep it there in this particular thing, right? And the kids are playing, and you told them, no, do not do that. The Lord telling to the world, Ten Commandments, do not do this, do not do that, right? The parents telling the children, do not do that. But the kids do, know, do not obey, like people, do not obey to the Lord. <laughs> they keep playing, and then the ball flies <whistles> and hits exactly that particular piece. Bam! <laughs> Destroyed. The kids are scared. Everybody's just thinking, OMG, mama's going to kill us. Right? right? Everybody knows it. So when repentance is needed, it is expected. When a kid is breaking rules in the house and destroying objects that he or she heard do not touch, do not do that, and they break the rule, they break the stuff, repentance is needed, and it is expected. So you, as a, as a mom, as a dad, you are furious for what happened, but you love your child much, much, much more than you love that piece. We understand that, but you are upset. You are very angry because you told the kid, be careful with that thing. Don't play here. That's why you have a yard outside. But they don't obey. It's what the Lord does with us. The Lord says, I want you to be married and be happy. Don't, don't go flirting and going into adultery, for instance. Or don't be cheating. Don't lie. Don't tell lies. Don't steal. The Lord gives us rules, right? But no. Adults, like kids... For some reason, just don't like to obey. And that is the problem. But when the kid comes to the dad and the mom and shows repentance, then things can happen in his behalf, right? Same thing happens with us. One day I was reflecting about the power of grace in our lives. You know, you, know, you as a believer, you are forgiven, right? Do you know that? Right? The forgiveness of our Lord Jesus Christ. Last, last Sunday, we took communion and we declared the word of God. I am forgiving. My sins are forgiving. And we believe that. We know that is a fact, right? We know that. That is the grace of the Lord. But from time to time, throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month, we know that there are some things that we think or we say or we do that are not right. When repentance is needed, it is expected. So some people believe that there is no need to ask for forgiveness after we commit sins because we are already forgiven. Do you see that idea behind? Some people think, no, we, we are forgiven, so we, we are just forgiven. We don't need to ask for forgiveness one more time. We are already forgiven. That's what some people think. Now, what I love about the Bible is that the Bible is the authority, not what people say. Right? 
Because honestly, with all the respect that I have for humans and friends and everybody else, the authority in my life comes from the scripture. And I want to share with you what happens in the book of Revelation, which is the last book of the Bible, when the apostle John, inspired by the Holy Spirit, is talking to the seven churches, right? You know what is interesting? The message that he wrote to the seven churches, which are Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamon, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. The seven churches, out of those seven churches, only two, Smyrna and Philadelphia, he say nothing negative. That is two out of five. Two out of five. Right? I'm sorry, two out of seven. I apologize. Two out of seven. Correct? That is near 30% of the churches were okay, meaning 70% of the churches were not okay. Okay? But the other churches in Revelation 2.4 and 2.14, do you know what, what the scripture says? But I have this against you. I have this against you. So the scripture tells us here clearly that even though the grace covers all sins, the Lord is entitled to tell us anytime I have this against you. So please stop having that wrong idea that once you are forgiven, you don't need to ask for forgiveness because that is not biblical. If you are doing something wrong, even though you are a Christian, if you are forgiven, it is okay to fail. We are humans. But the, the natural thing to do after we break the peace that mama told us not to break is to come and ask for forgiveness. She will forgive us. The same thing happens with our good Lord. So we understand that? All right. So forgiveness is given to us Christians, correct? How that forgiveness comes, how this power of freedom will come into our lives. Well, the same book in the chapter number three, verse 20, the Lord Jesus, the book of Revelations, the Lord says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, the door of your heart, I will come in and eat with you, and you will eat with me. I love that. Of course, I love food. And I am so excited thinking how many wonderful things we're going to be eating in, in heaven and eating with the Lord Jesus, having dinner with him. But here, as you can tell, the access to heaven, it has to do with us opening our hearts. So that is the meaning of grace. Grace is that even though we mess it up, we can come to the presence of God and say, Lord, I am sorry. I see that what I have done is wrong. Please forgive me. And the Lord Jesus says, if you open the, the door of your heart, I will come in. Oh, of course, Lord, please be my guest. Come inside and eat with me. When you eat, usually you become happy, huh? isn't it? 
You usually smile when you are eating. When you finish eating, you just grab your tummy. Ah, that was good, right? Well, that is what the Lord wants us to experience. Once he comes inside of us, we just like, thank you, Lord Jesus. That was great. You see? The Lord in me, I am good. Praise the name of Jesus. So that is becoming free. In Luke chapter 5, verse 32, words of the Lord Jesus. I have not come to ask good people to change. I have come to ask sinners to change the way they live. What we are talking here in Victory Church, the message that I am talking today, it has to do with freedom, but it has to do also with repentance, which means a turn 180 degrees, right? Some of you do not understand much about degrees. Some of you probably even think that it has to do with the oven. And no, it has nothing to do with temperature, right? It's geometry. 180 degrees is I am going south and I turn totally the opposite going north. That is 180 degrees. So if I am going east and they, I turn 100 degrees, where are we going? West, right? Repentance is that. Repentance is this. I want you to understand this, please. Repentance is I am used to get drunk every weekend. If I am repenting, that means I am not going to get drunk every weekend. You see? I am used to insult people on Facebook. So if I, if I repent, I am not going to insult people on Facebook. You see, that is repentance. It's, it's changing the way of living. That is repentance. The Lord Jesus said, hey, listen, I don't come here. I didn't come. I have not come to ask people, good people to change. For those who think that they don't need to change, I'm good, thanks. I am just mean because it's my nature. I am just rude because that's who I am. I am this, I am that. I don't need this, I don't need that. The Lord Jesus says, easy, easy. I have not come to ask good people to change. If you think you are good, good. I have come to ask sinners to change the way they live. In other words, the Lord Jesus is telling us, in order to experience freedom, you have to admit that you are doing something wrong. And that, my friend, is because we are humble. And with humility, we say, yes, yes, Lord, you are right. I'm doing things wrong, and I don't want to do that, right? I have a story. This particular guy was a, a good Christian, good guy, but he was always, always broke without money. Well, he was using every member of the family all the time to bail him out. And he was jumping from one uncle to the next uncle to the next aunt to the next cousin to the neighbor to ex-worker to a friend to a neighbor to his sister to his brother. So he, 
<laughs> you know, he built a path of people around him that he was just squeezing, right? He was used to that. And he was a Christian. How that works? Well, because in, in his case, his sin was doing this, right? Taking advantage of people, not working. But everyone's sin is different. And we have to understand that. But until we realize, wait a minute, what I am doing is not right, then is when the Lord can make us free. You see that? You cannot be free unless you admit and you acknowledge. And you say, this particular thing is not right in my life and I need to change. Then is when we are going to be free and experience freedom. Correct? As free people, we can go wherever we want, right? We can do whatever we want. We can eat whatever we want. We can live wherever we want. We can buy whatever we want. And we can hang out with whoever we want. Because we are free. Correct? We are absolutely free. Free people do that. But in everything we do, we show gratitude to our Redeemer. If the Lord Jesus saved us and he made us free and we can do all those things, we just need to be aware that whatever we do now, whether it's going or doing or eating or living here or buying or hanging out, whatever we do, we should show gratitude to him. Because he saved us. He redeemed us. He made us free. Correct? <laughs> All right. I want to share with you ways that we can show the Lord our gratitude. Are you ready for that? Okay. The first thing, and all those scriptures are in your bulletin. And I'm, gonna, I'm going to bring this quickly to the screen. So our viewers will read and take a look of all the scriptures that we are offering in the bulletin. Revelations 4.1, 1 Corinthians 6.19, Matthew 22.37, Luke 14.28, Matthew 22.39, 1 Peter 1.8, 1 John 4.18, Matthew 18.22, Matthew 23.11, Romans 10.17, and John 8.32. All those scriptures... Back up what I am about to say. When we want to show our gratitude to our Lord because we are free, the first thing that we do is in everything we do, we want to honor the good Lord. That's why we are not going to say or do any foolish things. I know sometimes we can be upset, right? And we are just about to say an insult about, to somebody, right? Whether it's in traffic, correct? Or sometimes it's in the midst of a discussion. It could be in the store. It could be in your home. At any point, you can get so, dis so upset about something, and you could be just saying something that is foolish. Okay, hear me out. If you want to please the Lord, 
The first thing where you are going to start is by not saying anything foolish. And do not do anything foolish. That's the first thing that you should start because in everything you do, you want to honor the good Lord. And everything you do, you try to honor the good Lord. Correct? The second thing, when you want to show gratitude to the good Lord, is that you are going to make sure that you are going to treat your body with respect. That is why there is no need to be drinking or getting high or getting into any kind of back practice, sexually speaking, or anything that going, is going to destroy your body. Because your body, because your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, according with 1 Corinthians 6, 19. Excuse me one second. <clears throat> All right. All right. Okay, third thing. How can you show gratitude to the Lord? By not having toxic relationships. You need to love the Lord first, according with Matthew 22, 37. Toxic relationships. That is not something that the Lord wants you to have. If you are exploring a relationship, and it's very negative, it's toxic, right? You know what toxic means. That can kill you, <laughs> right? If you are exploring a relationship and you can tell that that relationship is toxic, it's is just bad in many ways, you need to stop that. And you need to be careful how you're going to connect with that individual if you have to. Because the main point that you have to understand is that you need to love the Lord first. Love the Lord, the love, the Lord first. So many single people sometimes are so desperate to get into a relationship that they buy anything. The single guy is desperate to have a girl, and the, the first woman that shows up, he goes to bed with her not knowing anything about it, and vice versa. And then the chaos starts, and all these problems. It's a toxic relationship. No, my friend. If you want to show gratitude to the Lord, you do not have toxic relationships. You need to love the Lord first. You say, no, no, no. I'm a single guy. I'm a divorced guy. I'm a single woman. I'm a divorced woman, uh, whatever. You know, I don't have a husband. I don't have a a wife, I don't have a girlfriend, I don't have a boyfriend, fine. But your first love must be the Lord. You love the Lord first. I guarantee you when you honor the Lord this way, He will bring the right person to you. He will. The next thing where you are showing gratitude to the Lord is when you are managing your money wisely. You have a good budget, and you study your budget, and you say, okay, what is what I need to buy? What is what I need to, to pay? What is how I can manage my money? According to Luke 14, 28, 
the Lord Jesus says, who is going to build the tower in first? Doesn't make some numbers and calculates if he, if he can afford it, right? Budgeting. <clears throat> it's very important, my friend. Very important. I, I wish that you could pay full attention to this topic because this will really set you free of many things. One thing that you have to understand is that you are free and you don't need to allow anyone to manipulate you. Do not anyone manipulate you. Manipulation is common in this world, unfortunately, and it starts in homes. You're a little kid, you're a little girl. And not always parents are wise in the way that they train children. Sometimes it's pure manipulation, right? Well, if you don't do this, I won't give you this, right? And then they start the pressure. When someone is by nature a good person, do you feel that you are by nature a good person? When you are a good person by nature, you will love to have good relationship with people, and you would like to have the approval of people and get along with people, right? But if you, if you are a good, tender, nature person, since you are little, some of those kids are going to notice really quick that you are a good person, and they will start to, to manipulate you quickly in the school. They tell things to teachers to put you down, or they tell you things to manipulate you towards the teacher, towards other students. And then you become a teenager. And then is when the manipulation starts again in college. Eventually, you become a young adult. And then you find someone that you love. Manipulation starts. In marriage, of course. And you know how awful is that? And how common is this? That in marriages and relationships, men, women, there is a constant attempt to manipulate the other, some with money and some with sex. It's a constant attempt to manipulate the other. If you don't do this for me, I don't give you money. If you don't do this for me, I don't give you sex, right? It is a constant game that people play trying to manipulate others. I want you to understand, you are free. Do not allow anyone to manipulate you. Don't, do not allow anyone to manipulate you. You know, you are good by nature. You want to help people, you want to serve people, you want to please people, you want to get along with people. You will do your best, right, to get along with everyone. But don't let them manipulate you. You need to learn to take care of your own needs. You are free. You are free. It's normal in life that some people will not like you. That's normal. You have to understand that. And you say, well, you know what? Not everyone likes me. I am not a gold 
coin to be likable everywhere. Right? You know that. And you know how many people love you and like you. But that doesn't mean that everybody likes you. And you need to learn to live with that. You don't need to look for the approval of anybody. The approval you need is the approval from God, Lord Almighty. Once he forgave you and you have a good relationship with the, Lord, the good Lord, that settles the argument. You don't need any approval of anyone. You are good to go, to enjoy your life, to enjoy your day. Now, if you have an accountability relationship with your supervisor, that's different, my friend. Then you have to be compliant with your work, <laughs> right? You have a contract with a company. You have to fulfill your obligations. Has nothing to do with approval. It's just with being compliant, right? You have a contract with a company. They give you the service in your home, and you pay that amount of money every month. You see, that has nothing to do with approval. You have to be compliant. <laughs> but in terms of your relationships, you need to be free. You are free. You don't need to please everybody wherever you go. You don't have to. Some people, for whatever reason, don't like to wear certain clothes, and they all, others like to wear certain clothes, and some people judge you because you wear certain clothes, or you don't wear certain clothes. So what? So what? Do not allow anyone to manipulate you. You have to just forget about it. Simple as that. Can you say that with me? Forget about it. Forget about it. You have to be yourself. And you say, I am who I am, and the Lord loves me for who I am. <laughs> the Lord loves me. The Lord likes me. The Lord approves me. So I'm good. Praise the Lord. He dwells in me. I am at peace. I am a decent individual. Praise the name of Jesus. Right? You know what the scripture says in Matthew 22, 39? The Lord was asked, which are the most important commandments? And he said the number one, which is, love the Lord, the, the, Lord, the, Lord, the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and strength. Right? The second, Matthew 22, 39. Love your neighbor. What else? As like what? You love yourself. You have to love yourself. Love your neighbor the same way you love yourself. You are not going to be able to love your neighbor if first you don't love yourself. That's why you don't let anyone manipulate you because you don't need their approval. You are not called to please people. You are not called to please people. Forget about it. You are called to please the Lord God Almighty by being honest and decent, doing things right, be truthful, right? 
You do what is right. You have integrity. You tell the truth. You pay your bills. You are responsible. That's it. If they don't like you, that's, that's their problem. <laughs> you know? They don't like you because you are wearing blue. They don't like you because you are wearing this shirt with lines. They don't like you because you're wearing a short uh, short or whatever, your hair, your accent. <laughs> Who cares? You see, you are free. Say with me, I am free. Enjoy your freedom. Stop trying to please people. You don't have to please anybody. Please the Lord. That's it. I have good news for you. You are free of oppression. You know, that's oppression. You are oppressed when someone is always trying to manipulate you. When anyone is trying to manipulate you, you immediately think, oh, you are an oppressor. You want to make me feel bad. You are trying to control me. You are trying to manipulate me. Wait a minute. I'm free of oppression. In the name of Jesus, I don't know what's your deal, but no. Not at all. You are free, and you do not become sad due to circumstances. Your joy is the Lord. Because you also are free of depression. You have to understand the difference. Oppression is when people, someone is trying to manipulate you, to control you, right? To force you to do things for this person. But depression is when you allow circumstances to steal your joy. And you have to say no. Like in 1 Peter 1.8, it says, by knowing the Lord Jesus, this is my true joy. I'll be in heaven with him face to face. I have him in my heart. That is my joy. There is no reason for you to be depressed when you know that he is your Lord and he is with you all the time. Well, but what about... When I don't have enough money. Well, you don't have enough money, it's, it's bad. But that is no reason to become depressed. Well, but I lost my job. I lost my wife. I, love, I lost my husband. I lost this. I lost that. I lost all that. That's why I am depressed. Well, you know what? Put your eyes on the Lord Jesus because he is the source of all joy. When you are free, freedom, the freedom, the spiritual freedom that comes from the Lord Jesus will make you free of depression as well. And finally, I'm going to tell you the four more things when you experience freedom. No more fear. Because the chains are broken. You know what 1 John chapter 4, verse 18 says? Where God's love is. There is no fear because God's perfect love takes away, away fear. Perfect love of God. <clears throat> Imagine, I'm going to give you this analogy. There is fear in me, right? And the bottle represents the Holy Spirit. The water coming is the love from the Lord. 
the love of the Lord coming into me makes fear go away. That's why you don't fear anything. When you are afraid of something, you just say, huh, the perfect love of God takes away fear. Say with me, the perfect love of God takes away fear. The chains are broken. You are free. No way to be uh, afraid anymore. No. Same thing is with anger. Next emotion. How do we break the chains of anger by forgiving? Well, I have. Have you? Yeah. I truly. That's why I'm not upset. That, that's why I'm not upset anymore. Really? Well, I, I, I sense a little bitterness still. Well, yeah, because there are two or three that I'm still working on it. <laughs> Isn't that what we say? Right? It's like, uh, yeah. no, no, no. Listen, the chains are broken when you forgive. How often? The Lord Jesus was asked the same question. And somebody says, seven times a day, this person? No, I don't say seven. He says, 70 times, seven, 77 times, the same person, the same day. So what the Lord was telling is, just forgive and forgive. Forgive and let it go. Forgive and let it go. Forgive and let it go. Let it go. Let it go. That's a good song, honey. We need to make one like that. I'm going to make a song like that. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. I forgive. Let it go. Let it go. I forgive. I forgive. Let it go. Let it go. Go. Let it go. Go. Let it go. There's already a song like that. Yeah, Frozen. Frozen. Oh, really? Oh, let it go. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> you see? No fear. No, no anger. No more pride. How? Whoever serves you like a servant is the greatest among you. Everyone likes to be served. If I say to you, please, friends, sit down. I'm going to bring you your lunch here at your chair. You will say, oh, that is nice. <laughs> right? It's nice to be served. But you know, the Lord Jesus said, whoever serves you like a servant is the greatest among you. When we are working, serving the Lord, serving in our church, serving, doing things for others, then is when we are becoming greatest in the eyes of the Lord. And by doing that, we get rid of pride. The antidote to pride is to serve others. It's the best way to keep humble. Keep serving. You keep serving and you think you do things for others. And there is a discussion there. Do we expect any rewards or do we do not expect rewards? <laughs> I think the best thing, honestly, is just do it because we know it's the right thing to do. Correct? But it's so wonderful to know that whenever we do whatever we do, the Lord is going to reward us. And that is also great. Right? The chain of pride is broken. And the chain of doubt also is broken. You are free to believe. Did you hear what I said? You are free to believe. 
because faith comes from hearing the word of the Lord. <clears throat> what is the miracle you need? You are going just to pray about it. The Lord will guide you to the right scripture, and then you declare that scripture. If your need is for money, you say, the Lord will provide according with his riches and glory in the name of Jesus. If your need is for healing, you will say, by the wounds of the Lord Jesus, I am healed. Because according with John chapter 4, verse 32, 8.32, sorry, John 8.32. I was testing if you were paying attention. You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Nothing like the, the power of knowledge. Once you understand the power of freedom and how the freedom works from inside out, then you understand how you can be free and walk in liberty every day. And that is what we are being called to, to walk in liberty, to live in liberty, and enjoy our freedom in the name of Jesus Christ. If any of our viewers, anyone that is listening feels that needs to experience salvation, this is the time to say a prayer. Say this prayer with me. Dear Lord, I repent from all my sins. And I confess, Lord, that I have done many wrong things in my life. I ask you, please forgive me. I open the door of my heart. Come and dwell in me. Your Holy Spirit dwelling in me. Thank you for washing away all the sins of my life. I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. Amen. Can we all say this? This year, I will become more spiritual. And now you're going to surprise us with a beautiful song, right? Surprise, yeah. Surprise, surprise. And the name of this is called Thank You. So all right. I think that's kind of all right.
Thank you so much for coming up to church today. We are very happy to spend this time together and uh, to our viewers and listeners and to everyone. May the peace of our good Lord be with you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful week in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>